This meeting is being recorded. Good evening. Today is October 12th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is more about alcoholism, and our speaker tonight is Susan M. Thank you, Susan. Now, hi, I'm Susan, a compulsive overeater. Can everybody hear me okay? Perfectly. Great. Um, yeah, I was, um, I haven't been on a Zoom call in a long time, and there are quite a few folks that I don't know, but um, thankfully Jody is from my, my hometown, so it's nice to see a familiar face. Um, and Lisa asked me to do this a while ago, um, and I, I'm not a big speaker, but um, I, you know, I've been blessed with some really good recovery, and I know I need to share that, so, um, so just bear with me. I'm not a gifted speaker, but um, so um, with the chapter more about alcoholism, there are just so many things in this chapter that that somebody could talk about. I mean, the stories are just some of my favorite. Um, but I thought tonight I might talk about um, where it says our defense must come from God and um, and tie that to self-knowledge. That's it's, it's just been my story. And just to give you a little history about me, um, I guess I'll qualify. I, um, I'm from Alpharetta, Georgia, um, and I came into OA in 1989 um, through a treatment center. And um, I was 18, 19 years old, so you can do the math on how old I am. Um, but I've been around a long time. And I didn't get absent until I was in my mid thirties. So I was in and out of OA for a long time um, and gave up for a while. Um, but, you know, OA has saved my life. Um, I'm a walking miracle. And um, just a little bit, I, um, I was I'm recovering bulimic. I started binging and purging when I was, I believe 13. I was in ballet and the teacher said, if you lose weight, you'll get this part. And you know, it just kind of started and I was um, off and running from the very beginning and it was um, heavy. And I did that until my mid thirties every day, binged and purged and um, not sure how I stayed alive through all of that, but um, just grateful for that. Um, and the things I was thinking about, I'm just looking at my notes a little bit. I, um, I, um, you know, I did something, I did a lot of things to try to fix this problem. Um, I, you know, I mentioned I went to a treatment center. I did several treatment centers. I did a halfway house. I did lots of therapy. I did antidepressants. Um, I never really did any diets because I just threw everything up. Um, so I didn't even try to diet, but um, I, you know, I, I tried everything. I, I went to a nutritionist. I knew what to eat. I knew what to do. I was very, very well educated on eating disorders. Um, my mom was a nurse. My dad was a doctor. I knew, um, I knew what would happen to me if I continued binging and purging. I knew my mom had horror stories of, you know, girls in the emergency room that would come in um, who have done things to themselves. I knew it would happen to my throat or if I kept throwing up. I mean, I knew, but I couldn't stop. Um, I, um, you know, I spent all my money. I mean, I knew, but I just couldn't stop. And, um, and so that kind of gets into that self-knowledge. I mean, I, you know, I knew all the right diets. I knew all the right food to eat. I knew 
I just knew it all. Um, and that was part of my problem too. I knew it all. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to listen to anybody um, because I felt like I could figure it out myself. And, um, and I'm just going to, I have a couple places in the big book just where it references self-knowledge and um, I'll just read them real quick. They're just a couple sentences. Um, the first one is on 37 and it says, um, sorry. Oop, I don't know where that one is. Sorry. We'll just keep going. I've got them all highlighted. There's one on 39 that says, but the actual potential alcoholic with hardly an exception will be absolutely unable to stop drinking on the basis of self-knowledge. This is a point which we wish to emphasize and re-emphasize to smash home upon our alcoholic readers um, as it is revealed to us out of bitter experience. And then on, um, let's see, 40, it, at the top of the page, he was positive that this Humiliating experience plus the knowledge he had acquired would keep him sober the rest of his life. Self-knowledge would fix it. And I don't know about you guys, but I can't tell you how many times that I would go do my my food thing or somebody would catch me. I remember one time I had a boyfriend that caught me doing a, a, a food run in the grocery store and I had to go put all the food back. He caught me throwing up one time. And I swore I was never, ever, ever going to do that again. Um, you know, and that was going to be it. I was so humiliated. And I thought there's no way I can ever do that again. Or it got so bad. And I swore, you know, how can I ever do that? It's just horrible. I'll, I, you know, I just thought surely that would be the thing that would stop me. Um, and it never did. Um, and then let's see, also on 40... There are a lot of them, but let's see, 42 at the top, it says, I saw that willpower and self-knowledge would not help in those strange mental blank spots. Um, and then again on 43, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink. Um, and I just, you know, there were, it talks about in the big book, you know, that we, um, they're going to, there's going to be a time when you don't have any effective defense and, and you need God. And I, there were so many times that um, I just couldn't even explain why I was in the food again. I'm it, just like these stories, some of the men in here, I was like, how did this happen yet again? I mean, I tried to do this and this and this, and I, you know, I just really um, thought I was smart every time I was going to do better. I was going to have only the right things in the house. Um, I also thought um, for a long time, because I saw a lot of therapists and in treatment, I did a lot of therapy. I thought, of course, I blamed everything on my mom. But I thought if I just resolved and talked through all my mother issues or all my relationship issues, if I just work through all those deep seated emotions and feelings, then that would be what's going to help me stop, you know, binging and purging and going and reaching for the food. Um, and, and that never happened either. I mean, I talked a lot and I talked a lot about my mother <laughs> um, and my mother is not, you know, I learned very quickly is not the problem. Um, and um, let's see what else I went to. I also thought um, kind of along the same lines of self-knowledge that if I just had the right, when I got to OA, if I had the right, um, I don't know, 
pieces of the puzzle. If I could just go to the right number of meetings, have the right food plan, call my sponsor the right number of times, you know, volunteer. If I could just have the right mix of everything and just get it all perfect, then I could keep my, you know, I could stay abstinent. And, um, and that didn't work either. I went to a lot of meetings when I got into OA. Um, and, and I think I mentioned I didn't get absent until in my 30s. So I spent a good 15 years in OA not being abstinent um, because I think I think I knew it all and I knew better. I just didn't want to take help from people. Um, I was pretty smart. I mean, I'm college educated. And again, you know, I came from a medical family and um, and I can remember people saying, well, have you tried this? And I'm like, yep, I've already done that. And I've already done that. And you know, I just had an answer for everything. And yet I was still struggling. And, um, you know, and it talks about in the big book, you know, in, in here that, um, that we failed that, you know, we failed to enlarge our spiritual life. Um, and for me, that was certainly the case for me. I wanted to fix this problem that I had with with the right diet or the right number of meetings or figuring out, you know, all the mental aspects or, you know, I just wanted to figure it out that way. I wanted it to be anything except a spiritual solution. I, you know, I just didn't even want to talk about God. Um, when I came in, I, you know, I came to meetings and I listened to meetings, but I just kind of tuned out for a lot of years on the God thing. And it never dawned on me as smart as I thought I was that maybe if I did the God thing, maybe I might get abstinent. Um, I just was, it was tough um, and I can't explain it. Um, and, and finally, you know, for a long time, you know, um, when I first came in at 19 or however, I was pretty desperate. I mean, it's not that I hadn't hit some bottoms. I was, I, I wanted to die. I could not stop throwing up and, um, you know, and so I was willing to go into treatment because I couldn't stop doing what I was doing. Even for a few hours, I had a therapist that said she couldn't help me anymore. And she was an expert on eating disorders. And um, I was pretty hopeless. Um, and then to come into OA and spend years in OA and not get abstinent, I was even more hopeless. I thought even the last stop on the block and it doesn't work. Um, I was pretty devastated. Um, and thankfully, you know, um, that's not the end of my story. Um, just looking at my notes. Um, yeah, and then I put here too on page 34, he talked about um, the urge to cease forever, but impossible. I mean, I, I wanted to stop more than anything. There was a long period of time where I really wanted to keep eating. And, um, and I was pretty honest about that. I didn't want to put the food down. But when I was ready to put the food down, and then found that I couldn't stop. It was pretty scary. Um, and eventually I was willing to get a sponsor and willing to talk about the God stuff and, um, and started working the steps. I didn't have a sponsor most of those years either um, because again, I, I could do it myself. Um, and um, I don't know, let's see, today, um, yeah, I put in here, I know that um, I, one of the things I put on here was that um, I know that I'm abstinent truly by the grace of God. Um, there is no doubt in my mind that 
I'm sitting here in this chair talking to y'all because of God. Um, and I used to think, you know, like I shared that if I went to the right number of meetings and did this and read the right meditations, that that would be the way to get cured. And so for a long time, I was afraid to like leave the house if I forgot to read my meditation books in the morning or if I messed up my food plan a little or if something got out of whack. But um, for me, life is not just cookie cutter. I can't just, you know, life happens. Um, and when I got absent, life happened a lot. Um, and so I'm, I'm so grateful that God doesn't expect me to work this program perfectly or have a perfect um, food plan or eat perfectly every day because, um, you know, I just I'm not the the poster child for OA as far as how to work this program. I just I don't do it right, probably. And um, and it's some people would probably say I'm pretty loosey goosey, but um, I don't know. It's it's. Um, it's been a miracle. And when I start thinking um, that I'm doing it, then I, I start having trouble. I know sometimes when I talk to my sponsor, you know, all things will come up and I'll, it's usually when I'm stressed is when I start thinking about food or my body and I'll start thinking about how I can cut food out or cut this out or exercise more or whatever. And I'll talk to my sponsor about it. And she just reminds me that I'm trying to take control and that's me trying to figure it out. And and it's a pretty heavy burden to carry to, you know, try to be in control of an eating disorder. I don't know about you guys, but mine's pretty heavy and it's it's I mean, it about killed me. Um, and that's a lot to carry. And um, it's too much for me. Um, and so I'm grateful that, you know, God is my defense today. He truly is my defense. Um you know, I, um, I don't know. I could probably, I don't know if I could talk a lot longer. Let's see what else I have on here. I put some of the things just talking about God and, um, it's been such a, a, a journey with me and God, I guess. Um, and it's just come over time. Um, but some of the things I really took it to heart about enlarging my spiritual life, um, because I was afraid of, I still am afraid of going back to, to the way I was living. It was really bad. Um, and I don't ever want to go back there. And, um, you know, I, I know that I don't ever have to do that. And I feel pretty confident in that today. Um, you know, and I know one of the things that's really important is working with others. I don't sponsor a lot of people, but I, I show up to meetings and I call people and, um, I think every day I have some kind of contact with somebody in this program in some form or fashion. Um, they told me when I came in to get in the middle of the bed um, so that I wouldn't fall off the bed. And so I try to stay in the middle as best I can. Um, like I said, I go to meetings. I'm very involved. Um, put the food down, obviously, and try to take care of my body so that I can um, hear God. Um, it's, it's hard when I've got all that noise going on to even hear God. Um, Five minutes, Susan. I, thank you. Um, um, I show up, um, I'm, I'm here tonight, even though I hate to speak, um, I am here speaking, um, cause I know it's important and I know that people need to, to, I love hearing people's stories. Um, and people just need to know that everybody's path is different. And um, you never know when you're going to hear something that somebody shares that sticks with you. And um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that OA um, gives me the flexibility to not do it perfectly and that I, you guys have given me room to figure things out my way, the hard way, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I came in in 1989 and I never thought I would ever put the food down and I never thought I would even be sane with food. I just never even envisioned that. I honestly thought I wasn't going to make it to 30, that I was going to be, somebody's going to find me in a pool of vomit. And, um, you know, and last August, I think was 21 years um, without binging or purging, which is a miracle, a miracle. And, you know, I still just am amazed. And, um, but it's a lot of work. I mean, I, I, you know, I talk about that, you know, it's because of God today, but God expects me to put on my bootstraps and do some work too. And it's, you know, one, as I mentioned, once I put the food down is when life happened. I had kind of been like a, I, I stopped a teenager. And so emotionally, I just, I've had to grow up in this program and, um, and you guys have helped me do that. Um, and just to share real quick, I, um, so I've been absent 21 years. I go to three in-person meetings in my hometown and, um, and I'm in another 12 step program and I go to that once or twice a week. And I have two 12 year old girls pray for me, please. They're, <laughs> they're, they're a challenge and they're, it's about the, you know, close to the same time that I started my eating disorder. So I'm not doing that perfectly either. And I'm probably not going to be able to spare them if they go through this, but at least they'll, they'll know that there's a solution. Um, but um, God has just blessed me. Life is certainly not perfect, but, um, but I have a solution today. And I know that God's got me today. Um, when, when I start panicking about things, I just have to take a breath and know that God's got it. And, um, and I don't have to worry. And I might, I don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. I used to be afraid that I was just gonna, you know, walk out the door and, go binge again or you know I was terrified of that for a long time and I, I don't have that fear today that I'm gonna go relapse it might happen but um, but for today I mean I'm, I'm just do what I know works and um, my sponsor tells me to stay in the day and sometimes in the very moment um, I have to do that a lot and um, I don't know. I'm just so grateful for OA. I'm so grateful. Um, I, I don't do very many Zoom meetings, but I did Zoom for about a year at the beginning of COVID. And I was so grateful for that group of women that showed up every week because um, I needed each and every person on there. And um, it was a lifesaver. Um, so I, I'm so grateful people keep showing up. And um, I think that's all I have. Um, that's that's about it. Thank you. You only had a minute left. <laughs> uh, great. Perfect. What's wow. Thank you so much, Susan. That was beautiful. Uh, so we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares, as this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. I'm a Zoom host, or I will call the raised hands and Yvonne will unmute you or ask you to unmute. 
Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And I see Jody has your hand up. Do you like to share? Hello, I'm Jody, compulsive overeater and anorexic. And Susan, I'm so thankful that I knew you were speaking and that I got to hear you tell your story. Um, and I've seen you live the program and um, just got so much from your share and could relate so much to, um, you know, that, that I still want to find the perfect way, you know, it's like, so much of kind of where I'm at now, um, even though the food's not a big struggle anymore, uh, it's just still trying to find that perfect, like little formula. You know, I think that's part of my disease, part of the anorexia piece. Um, so it was really good just to hear your perspective on all of that. And um, I gained so much from it. And again, just thank you for being such a um, an example of living the program um, that I've known and seen for so many years in our past. Thank you, Jody. And Wendy, would you like to share? Hi, everyone. I'm Wendy uh, S. in New York, recovered compulsive over ear. Um, Susan, thank you so much. That was such a wonderful share. Uh, it, it really showed the struggles that it could absolutely relate to, um, with the lack of control, the inability to put the food down, this idea that I knew everything <laughs> there was to know. Um, and then also witnessing this beautiful turnaround that you have, this, this 21 year recovery is amazing. Congratulations. So um, I wanted to ask a question of you. Could you speak a little bit for the three minutes you have on um, what the turning point was for you? What was the, you know, the aha moment? What was the action step that really got you to shift that mindset of, I don't want to talk about God. I don't, I'm not putting the food down. I can't put the food down to actually being able to put the food down. Sure. Um, I don't remember exactly because it was pretty hazy back then. Um, but I do remember I'm, I'm in AA as well. And I remember going to meetings and I did, I was talking to this woman who was going to OA and um, I was just whining to her about how I couldn't stop. And she just was very short with me. And she said, you know, Susan, if, if, you know, stop, I mean, basically stop complaining. You're not willing to try anything. And, um, and I, you know, my food had probably been, I mean, I had no money. That was part of it. I literally had spent everything I owned. Um, I had pawned off jewelry and furniture and TVs for food. Um, I had nothing. I had no friends. I was single. I thought I was never going to get married. Um, I, I was miserable and, you know, demoralized. And, um, and this woman said, suggested I try OA one more time because I had given up on OA and, um, and I went and there was this woman there sharing her story. And, um, and it was a few meetings after I started going back, this woman said, my sponsor told me I had to sponsor people. And, um, and I asked her to sponsor me and that was kind of the start of the journey. But, um, you know, and, and the last thing I'll share is I was binging and purging, even working with that sponsor. I was still binging and purging, but I was willing to be willing to be willing. And she told me to get on my knees and pray for 
willingness to be willing to be willing. And one day I woke up and I was done and I have not benched and purged since then. And it felt like that was a very overnight thing um, that I woke up and I was ready to be done. But yet that was a 15 years in the making. Um, so I don't know. I mean, all I can say is I feel like God stepped in and intervened. I think God said enough. Um, I can't explain it or why that day was the day that I stopped. I'm just grateful. And I don't I don't know if that's the best answer, but um, God, God did it. <laughs> that was a great answer and a great question. I was thinking the same one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Susan. And thank you, Wendy. Um, Leslie, would you like to share? Thank you so much. Good evening, everyone. Leslie, gratefully recovered by the blessings of God today, by his grace only. Um, I really want to thank you, Susan. I didn't hear the beginning of it. Um, but what I did hear and what I totally relate to is like a spirituality and um, I'm fortunate, I am fortunate I didn't, well, that's not true. I, I was bulimic for a long, long time also. First, let's start there. And um, so I too hear a lot growing up to do because my bulimia started in, in high school. But as far as when I came into the program, I was brought up God is a word and no more and no, no less. And um, it was just through doing, being more and more willing as time went on. It was like peeling the onion of praying to be to have the willingness to be willing to do thine will. And it's just more and more meetings. All of a sudden I was more and more willing to do night meetings, which I would never do before. And I would never wait my food before. And I didn't want to do a meal plan. And, you know, it was just didn't, 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 didn't until it was like, yes, 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 yes. And, um, the blessing of having a spiritual awakening is um, the most beautiful thing I've been given in the world. So um, I thank you. And um, yeah, that's it. I thank you very much. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you so much for that great share, Leslie. Um, we do have time for more shares or questions for Susan, if anybody would like to raise their hand. Oh, Diane, thank you. Would you like to share? Hi, everybody. Yeah, I did want to share. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for your share. I, I kind of jumped in before I changed my mind, but I related. I wrote a few things down because I feel like my it's like my mind is a sieve. I'm like, what did I just hear? What did I just read? It's like, I don't know. Anyway, repetition. But um, I, I relate to that part of you that was talking about um, I couldn't do it myself. 
And yet when somebody would try to help, I know everything. So it's like, you know, it was like a catch 22. You can't tell me anything because I really already know everything, but at the same time, I can't do it myself. So I'm in this sort of stuck dilemma. And, um, I, I laugh about the, you know, um, you know, knowledge isn't going to save us therapy about my mom helped me emotionally, but I still kept eating, (laughs) you know, it's like, um, you know, it's not to say that it was a waste of time because it put it in perspective, but as far as, um, using in my addiction to deal with my own emotional state of mind, it, it really didn't take it away. And, um, I really had a hard time. Um, like you said, I mean, I had a, Uh, spiritual belief, but I was just sure that God wasn't interested in the minute things like somebody's food plan or, you know, like helping them stop eating. It just seemed like a silly thing. People are dying in the world. You know, there's wars, there's really important things. And here I am with my little food problem. But um, I don't know. I just feel like um, what's changed for me is just that my idea that God is bigger than um, my concept of, of what my mind can imagine. And, uh, you know, yes, you can handle wars and famines and all sorts of things and my food plan, believe it or not. And, um, yeah. And that it's a spiritual solution. And that if I'm struggling, it's probably not always emotional, um, or physical. It's rarely physical. It's almost always spiritual. It's almost always that idea that somehow God isn't doing things the way I think he should, and that I'm not happy with that. And that, um, I'm either kind of pouting or, you know, sort of running away, running away from things. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like this perfectionism thing. I, I, I had nine months in this program of pretty easy abstinence. I would have to say, it's kind of like the obsession was removed and I was kind of like, Hmm. And then, in that state of mind, I kind of took it for granted that God was doing this for me. I wasn't doing this for me. It was a gift. And um, that really kind of led me off the path and how to start over. And part of me was like, oh, this is the point where I leave because I don't want people to know I'm so, um, you know, human. But this time I went, no, no, your ego just needs to be small, you know, downsized and you need to stick around and just say, hey, I blew it. I'm starting over. It's not a point of leaving. It's a point of surrender. So anyway, really enjoyed your story. I really appreciate um, you sharing. I feel the same way. It's like I just don't have the same story. Everybody needs to hear. But you have a story that some people need to hear and I needed to hear it. So thank you. Thank you so much, Diane. Would anybody else like to raise their hand and share and bring service to everybody? Hi, Elizabeth, go ahead. Hi, hi, I'm Elizabeth. I'm a compulsive overeater. And thank you for your share, Susan. I I loved, um, I loved a lot of what you said. I wrote stuff down. Um, but looking for the right formula, the right combination of calls and meetings and um, the right, whatever, the right um, details of your program to bring you to recovery. I really related with that. And I do that in all areas of my life. Um, and today I had this moment where I, I was feeling really frustrated with my daughter and I went for a walk and 
I had this tremendous amount of relief realizing I can, I can ask my higher power. I can just say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Will you help me? And that was it. And I just felt totally relieved. And it was one of the first times I kind of intuitively turned to my higher power. And it was really nice to, um, to feel that comfort and to, without a lot of struggle to have turned to my higher power. And I guess I was, I wanted to ask a question of you, um, some instances in your life of, um, of things that maybe you struggled with before other than the food and that you're able to surrender more easily now to your higher power? Um, sure. I've struggled with a lot of things. Um, alcohol was one, I mentioned that, um, and I got sober pretty early. Um, OCD. Um, I've had a lot of recovery around some OCD stuff. Um, my children, I had children in my 40s and they were preemies and um, and had a lot of issues at the beginning. And I was terrified all the time, um, terrified for them and um, very controlling. And, and they might still say I'm that way, but um, that's my children is something I've really had to work on turning over to God. Just, and just like you today, often saying, God, they're in your hands. I, I, it's too much for me um, because it is too much. Um, I miss everything in my life. My marriage, I, I, you know, I almost got divorced. <laughs> I, you know, there have just been a lot of things that I've had to keep turning over to God to say, I'm putting this in your hands. I have no control. Um, I've had a couple cancer scares. Um, you name it. Um, I've had five surgeries on my ankles um, where I couldn't, I couldn't exercise or do anything. Um, I mean, I could go on and on, but I've done all of those things in recovery. Um, but they've all come with a lot of help from people in program and really just trusting God. The food seems like, you know, um, I've kind of figured if God can handle the bulimia stuff, he can handle like somebody else shared. He can handle anything. Um, hope that helps answer. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you, Elizabeth, for that question and your share. Um, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.